I'm having a conversation. I'm rolling you guys in. Um, so in the visions, um, what happens is between now and the day of the Lord, a bunch of stuff, Jesus Christ does normal stuff. And he's like a normal guy with a lot of power. There's a lot of miracles. There's a couple of new ones and stuff. And then, uh, the day of the Lord happens and God fucking waylays the earth, just fucking burns it to ashes. And so this can sound really weird to you right now, but the second resurrection story is going to sound fascinating. All of these big buildings right now where they have like industrial sweatshops in third world countries, computer factories in China, uh, the Intel Corporation in the Silicon Valley, all of that gets burned to ashes as if it was never there. After the day of the Lord, there's no industry, no production, no manufacturing in the whole world. And um, during this time, uh, right after the day of the Lord, there's uh, most of the trees are burned up. There's no grass. And what I mean burned up, what I mean is like the earth is a fucking desolation. There's a few people that stayed in it. Some people are brought back by God. God Almighty, the Father, brings them back. They were like taken up. And then um, there's fucking trees. So when there's the first resurrection, they fucking decide to grow cotton. God plants a bunch of stuff. Actually, there's miracles, I think, for the miracle cotton or whatever. But they, they make tents, a lot of tents, and there's not a lot of trees in um, the whole earth. The resurrection takes place near Israel. Um, you might say um, in Israel if you want, but I say near Israel. And um, it's like not that many people. And there's like saints and apostles. And it's only those that are beheaded for the witness of Jesus, no one else. So it's a fucking tiny group. So for a thousand years, there's a fucking small population in the earth. Some people... Uh, God gives him life or something. I don't know how he does it, but all of a the sudden there's people living around the world. It's like God made new people or something. They were fully grown adults. It's not like there were babies there. Like he just fucking gave them life. Okay, so this word gets interesting. For a thousand years, during the millennial reign of Christ, um, there's the people that live there that are born again. Because they, before the day of the Lord, that everyone dies. Almost, I mean, almost everyone dies actually. And then, so so some when during the resurrection, some of those people actually get married, have sex, have children. Caroline's there, and um, there's no bit, and all there is is what people built. That's it. And so there's like some houses and some tents and stuff. They built some shops and places for music. So for a thousand years, there's actually some joy where people like sing music and stuff like that and hear music. That's a lot of fun. Some really cool events happen. And then after the uh, millennial reign of Christ, Jesus does a jack move. He leaves. He tells all the saints and all the apostles and everyone that was um, in the first resurrection, he's leaving. And so they all go into live in the desert. And then God raises from the dead two like two billion people that were uh, slain for the word of God. And uh, God leaves too. So they get to the earth and so they're like looking at the, um, so they're ghosts in heaven for a thousand years waiting to be raised from the dead in the second resurrection. 
And so they're like watching, God's explaining what's happening, they're interested in all this. And then out of fucking nowhere, they're, they're ready to be disappointed. They're like, God, the earth doesn't look that great. There's like no industry, no production, no manufacturing, no computers in the whole world. After the day of the Lord for 6,000 years, there's, like, there's no computers. There's no technology that whole time, almost none. There's like a little bit of music players and shit like that, but there's almost no technology. Television's almost not at all, except in 4,000 years is a bunch in another country. And so what happens is, during the millennial reign of Christ, they, um, the first resurrection people hear Jesus speak. And Jesus is like, this is the most important thing. Hear me speak. And God says, that's the most important thing. God's in the earth too. And he speaks to everyone. God in the flesh. God and Jesus in the flesh speak to everyone. But then after a thousand years, they both bail. And God sends two billion people here to be uh, raised from the dead, resurrected. And then they're like, what? And their whole life, they're fucking disappointed. They're like, are you kidding me? God's like, you get food and tents. They're like, what else do we get? And God's like, nothing. And so they're so fucking disappointed. Israel's population goes from like a fuck less than a million to 2 billion. And then it goes back down to a hundred million. Most of those people die of old age. They don't even hardly have kids. What happens is interesting. A bunch of other ghosts in heaven want to be born again, but then they look at Israel. The first round, they're like, okay, middle millennial reign of Christ was bland. The second resurrection is fucking bland. And all the ghosts are like, no, 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 no. God says, go be born again. And they say, no, 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 no. You said you would be their God. Jesus said he would be there. And you both bailed. And there's nothing to do in the whole earth. And they refuse to be born again. So these people get married, they have sex, and they don't even have children. Because none of the ghosts want to be born again in the whole earth. But those that are in the second resurrection, Jesus is like, hear my words. It's the most important thing. But Jesus leaves and never speaks to any of them. He doesn't come back for 250 years. And that means that in the first resurrection, they all died of old age. The saints that are raised from the dead, those beheaded for the witness of Jesus, they get long life like an angel. They never age. And so they're like almost immortal. They live 6,000 years and never die. But the second resurrection, Caroline's born again. She's not part of the, either resurrection. And she's born again over and over again. And after 6,000 years of this, she becomes one of the messiahs. Just before the great white throne judgment, she had spent most of her time with Jesus Christ. From now until the day of the Lord, Jesus is going to grow up and she's going to meet him when he's um, about four years old. And she's going to spend all of her time with him all the way till the day of the Lord. And then after the day of the Lord, Caroline's going to be born again over and over again. She's going to spend a ton of time with Jesus. When he comes to the earth, he's going to talk to her. And she's going to become Jesus' um, best friend that's a woman. Maybe his best friend for 6,000 years. And so at the very end, Caroline learns everything about being a Messiah. So there's Jesus Christ, the Holy Ghost, um, another Messiah of Aaron, another Messiah of Israel. And then there's an angel named Raphael. He's a Messiah among the angels. And so there's a, um, a Messiah in the earth also named Caroline. And she, um, she becomes a Messiah right before the day of the, um, right before the great white throne judgment. What happens is Caroline, she ends up hanging out with Jesus Christ. The Holy ghost, uh, comes into the earth a bunch of times. 
and she learns everything about the Word of God. And she's one of the first people to become righteous. She does it in her first lifetime after the day of the Lord. And um, she goes around teaching everyone the whole time and enjoying her life. She has a really happy life every lifetime. And everyone knows her in Israel. She's famous. They're, they expect her to be a Messiah and they're just, they never touch her and they're really gentle with her. They never insult her because I told them not to uh, at that time. And then um, she becomes a Messiah. And always and forever, she's one of the best Messiahs. Uh, she hangs out with Jesus, the Holy Ghost, the Almighty God. She goes everywhere they go. She also goes around and teaches others how to be a Messiah. And uh, she does good. She learns to do good. She learns to speak righteous words and to do righteous deeds. So when I come back to the, um, the millennial reign of Christ, God and Jesus do something that's very, very contradictory. They leave. So at the second resurrection, no one hears their words unless it's heard from prophets, saints, apostles, that kind of stuff, the normal stuff. And so they, they, grow, they grow old, die of old age, and most of them never are born again. So they learn to be righteous when they're in heaven because they hear Jesus in heaven and stuff. But what ends up happening is they're so um, jaded and disgruntled that they um, are offended. They don't want to get born again. And when God makes a new earth, a lot of them don't get everlasting life. Caroline does. She becomes like an angel. She can fly the universe. So she hangs out with Raphael, Jesus Christ. They, tr they travel the universe and have a lot of fun together. The Messiahs, um, when they're out in the world, they speak the word of God. But when they're all together, they drink wine, put their feet up, travel the universe, look at other worlds. It's all adventures and fun. So now I'm going to start um, talking about um, accusations against Jesus and God. So what ends up happening is um, all the knowledge of how to make um, industrial sewing machines, uh, how to make uh, other industrial machines for building things made of metal, how to make computer processors, it's all destroyed and no one knows how to make it anymore. And so when I saw these visions of the future, I talked to God and Jesus about it and they were completely objecting to me when I said that we should preserve these things. And God and Jesus um, and I spoke to them so what happens is uh, I'll start over so they were objecting and so what happens is they ended up changing the future timeline because what happened is when I spoke to a lot of the ghosts and angels about what happened they the ghosts and angels that are always around me they started to do things to try to bring some things to pass and some things to not pass because Lucifer wants that technology in the future and I said what I want to do is preserve that knowledge and I also want to have computers and stuff people love that stuff so What I'm going to do, I said, what I'd like to do is, um, uh, this is a long story. And then uh, after that, I said, I want to put it all on spaceships. And then, um, see, the problem is I, I never told anyone in the earth that I've already built spaceships. And so I have this knowledge. But see, the problem is I thought, according to the word of God, I wasn't supposed to bring this to the earth at this time. So now I'm completely opposed to waiting. Uh, I'm going to make a shitload of them. So now between, the, uh, between now and the day of the Lord, I'm going to stockpile computers and I'm going to go to every computer company and ask them how they make their computer processors and 
all their components so I can have that knowledge and we can start it again after the day of the Lord. And I'm also going to go to other worlds and get trees so we can build houses. And I'm also going to build cities so that people can have a pleasant life with lots of joy. With those, with those computers, I'm going to make a knowledge data hub where they can always find the word of God. And I'm also going to video a lot of the stuff or everything Jesus says for a thousand years. So everyone in the world can see it and hear it like YouTube, Jesus tube or whatever you want to call it. Jesus believes that people need to hear his word and then speak it when he leaves. And he, he believes if he does it for a thousand years, they should all be like Caroline, be faithful. And Jesus is right about that. But a lot of other people, they want to hear it today and tomorrow and the next day, and they enjoy doing that. There's no reason to deprive them of that. After the millennial reign of Christ, why can't they look at it on YouTube or something like that? And I'm going to make it happen. So they started to change the timeline. And the way they changed it is really interesting. They wanted to change it so that in Israel they have an even harder time. Because what happens, I told the ghosts, we don't have to live in poverty. If all of you ghosts in heaven learn how to build houses, if you never learned in your um, first life. I said, then when you come to Israel, you'll know how to make all that stuff. And then if there's something you want that's really nice, you'll be able to know how to make it. And so by getting this knowledge, you'll know how to make it. So get it right now. Talk to each other. Find everyone that knows how to build houses. Ask them how to do it. And as a ghost, you got fucking 80 years or whatever until, or until God raises you from the dead or you're born again. And then you, um, so you have fucking years to learn it. And same thing with tables, chairs, everything you want, computers. Find men that died and women that made computers before they died and ask them how they did it and tell them to teach you like it's fucking university or whatever. And so um, Jesus said, no, it needs to be hard. They need to have hard choices. So me and Jesus are starting to have a little bit of the first time in our ever um, opposition to each other. I've known him for, uh, for a long time. I'm starting to have a little bit of opposition. But then I said, Jesus, if I build these cities with my spaceships and I save the computer technology, they can always find the word of God. And then when you speak, they'll understand. And then they won't reject you, which is one of the reasons he leaves. A lot of them reject him. Caroline doesn't. So he talks to her all the time. Him and Caroline become best friends. He explains to Caroline what happened in her marriage. It's not her fault. And things get a lot better for her. It's not her fault entirely. And then she's like, oh, that makes sense. She's not angry anymore at God. Or someone else. And so she ends up becoming a Messiah. And she says, well, how long does it take? And Jesus says, well, it took me thousands of years. You can do it in thousands. It took Dale thousands. Kind of. And so uh, he explains it all. She's like, oh, that's reasonable. If it takes thousands, then I can do it. Anyone can do it. Jesus said I can do it, so I know I can. And so she believes in herself. So what I decided is this, if Jesus wants them to have a hard time, I said, Jesus, let's fucking 50-50 it. And he's like, what do you mean? I'm like, you, you already know, but I'll say it. Me and Jesus already understand everything that we say. So I say, Jesus, how about over here, we put Israel. And he's like, deal. I say, over here, let's, and you, got, you, got, you want the saints over there? Whatever. But how about over here, we put nice cities where it's all believers that don't murder or rape 
or touch children. He's like, deal. And they say over here, how about a halfway house for people that are kind of fucked up in the head and they, they still like murder a little and rape a little, but they can fucking get, get it worked out and they're not with the most murderers. He's like, that makes sense. He's not opposed to it. I, I don't like that idea yet, but me and him will polish it. It'll be perfect. And so we're starting to 50-50 it. There's the world and then there's the promised land. There's a place where they can hear him speak when he does the millennial reign of Christ, and after they can hear him on computers. If they seek his word, they'll find it. They can find it on YouTube type of thing. Like it's just a video app or whatever. On Linux. And then um, if they if they murder, they they can't stay there, they die. And if they do other things, they have to leave the city. And so Jesus is like, okay, this makes sense. And I say, Jesus, but also on every other world. So after the millennial reign of Christ, when you're fucking flying around like an angel, there's fucking thousands of worlds where there's thousands of cities where you can go and speak to them. And they understand what you say because they have the access to the, all this knowledge on, this, on these computers. He's like, that makes sense. He's not opposed to that. And so we're, we're having some opposition. And so we started to smooth it out. But now what's happening is we're adding in, me and him, the kingdom of God on many worlds, knowledge data hubs, computers, tablets, and other technology spaceships sit building cities for believers and so it's a new timeline and that's going to change a lot of different things but jesus says they needed a hard time he says he wanted israel to go through a time of shame and i say i don't agree that's what lucifer wants he says he wants them to seek him i say well if they seek you they need to be able to find you come back he doesn't agree about that he doesn't agree about the time of shame and i say well okay if you want a time of shame in israel those that don't want it I'm going to take them to other worlds. And he says, well, they should be able to choose. And I say, yes, they should. If you want them to have a time of shame, if they choose not to, I'm going to take them to another world or a city in the promised land outside of Israel. He says, okay, that makes sense. And I say, and also when you leave, if you don't come, they're going to find you on YouTube. He says, that makes sense. And I say, what about in these cities? If they, if they don't turn away from you, he's like, I'll come. So the whole future is changing different than the first timeline. So now we're in a timeline number two.